What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And on today's show, we have Sarah Epstein joining us. Hi, Sarah. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, we're so excited. For those of our listeners who may not know you, can you give them a background on who you are, how you got into photography and all that? Yeah, for sure. So, um, well, I actually was just listening to your episode where you were on like Hangout or something like that. Yeah, Christopher. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you guys were talking about how guests are always like, oh, I'm going to give you the short version. So I was like, perfect. I'm not going to worry about (laughs) being chatty. (laughs) Let it it fly. Yeah. So um, in high school, I kind of got dragged into taking a film photography class. And I was like, sure, whatever. Like, I'm sure it's better than any other class I could take. Mm -hmm. So I took it and it was so cool, like being in the dark room and matting your prints Mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff like that. So I really enjoyed it. And it made me think a lot about photography. And we had, after that, done, like, some paid portraiture work with digital and stuff like that, like senior photos, like, nothing super serious, but it really actually made me hate photography for oh. a long time. Oh, interesting. So hmm. I stopped taking photos after that. I did, like, a ton of the editing and stuff like that, um, but not. A, I didn't get back into film for, like, seven years. My grandma was, like, trying to give away her dad's like Canon AE1 program to somebody else in our family. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just got a camera again. Like, I want the camera. What the heck? So she gave it to me and we were going on a climbing trip and I brought a couple of rolls. I think it was like Fuji Superior or something like mm-hmm. that. 
and just waiting for the film to come back, I was like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. And when I got the scans back, I was like, okay, this is awesome. Like, (laughs) I can't believe I haven't done this. Like the aha moment, you know, Mm -hmm. especially like if if digital like turned you off and then you somehow made your way back to it and you're like, oh, what was I, you know, like I had that moment too and I like switched to digital. I was like, yeah, this is what I'll do forever. And then my friend was like, I told this, I don't want to tell it again, but yeah, seeing that, (laughs) that moment, you're like, okay, cool game changer. Got it. Totally. And I feel like just having that like limited number of exposures, it makes you think about it more rather mm-hmm. than just like these photos need, mean nothing because I'm just like you know yeah, right. like yeah. taking a zillion so I feel like that really made me dive back down the rabbit hole and I was like you know on reddit instagram all that and I was seeing like these beautiful portraits and that's what I liked taking before and I was also like I was hopelessly in love with my fiance we weren't dating then but I, <laughs> oh it's so I was romantic like, yeah so I was like I need to buy a, a medium format camera like literally I just bought it just to take portraits of her <gasps> and Ooh, love that yeah so I got like a Pentax 6x7 uh, I think off of eBay dang and you went mm, for it yeah <laughs> <I know>. right <laughs> <laughs> and I totally didn't know what I was doing. That's why I picked that because it was like a giant SLR. Mm-hmm. So at least right. it was familiar. But then I was like, holy crap, these are beautiful. And I feel like then with the start of quarantine, it was like, okay, well, now I need to develop at home because I was shooting a lot of black and white. And there was a community darkroom that I had been going to and that closed down. So I was like, okay, oh. well, now I have to figure out how to. Yeah. It's still open, but like you can't go in. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not closed forever, hopefully. But so I was like, I figured out, you know, developing at home and the guy who's in charge of the darkroom has been an absolute godsend. He's like hooked me up. I got like an enlarger for like $25. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And he invited me to his house to like pick up some of his darkroom equipment. So um, he's been awesome. And I also got a four by five camera during quarantine. So I feel like that totally changed everything. I'm. I'm right there. I'm like yeah. almost like taking the dive, I guess. I'm like getting yeah. all my pieces and parts together, but I can't I can't wait. I want to talk to you more about the the large yeah. format journey cuz Yeah. It's uh I obviously it's a game changer and I know it's going uh-huh. to be, but yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I feel like. Like that I feel like that's like the pinnacle and almost like not really the end of my journey, but I feel like okay, now I've found like really what I like and I can start to explore within mm. that. So yeah, I feel like when when large format, like if you give it a shot, Chris, I can't wait for you mm-hmm. to like finally get everything and like, you know, mess up 800 times, yeah. realize <laughs> yeah. that you're wasting a fortune and then like have the the photo that works, you know? Right. And, and then it's just like, there's no going back from that. That's again, like one camera. I was trying to like purge a bunch of gear recently just because I have way too much. And there's people mm-hmm. that could be totally taking advantage of things that I have that I'm not using and that's one thing that I will never get rid of. Like that yeah. thing is not leaving my side because there's just something magical about large format. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Are totally. you developing your large format at home too? Are you developing all of your stuff? Like, Yeah. So, well, I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I know you can develop like color, which I, I've never done, but I love black and white. So it's really worked out for me that it's, I, I say easier, but everybody says it's like the yeah. same. Right. Um, but yeah, so I developed my 4x5. I have like a Mod 54 that I put in a Patterson tank. Mm, mm-hmm. Super easy. And then my 8x10 that I just got. Uh-oh. So, oh, no. Oh, whoa. <laughs> We're really yeah. in it now. 
<laughs> yeah, so that's why you guys always say, like, you got so many cameras. I wish I did or kept them, but I'm always like, oh, I'm thinking about something, and I'm like, what can I sell? Yeah. Because yeah. I need to have it now. So I sold... <laughs> All my medium format stuff. I sold my Pentex 6x7 and a Hasselblad. And I got just got an 8x10, like, literally last weekend. Ooh. What did you and get? And I tried... I got... I just found, like, I wanted a field camera because mm-hmm. I don't want to be stuck in a studio. Right. Um, it's a VDS 8x10, which I didn't see a ton of information on, but I could get it the cheapest field camera. Right. So yeah, yeah. Right. I just went for it. But yeah. I tried tray developing, so that was interesting. Oh. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one thing that, I mean, I know they make, because I have the, uh, I think it's like the SP4 or 5, it's like a grenade style developing yeah. tank for 4x5, right, right. and I think they did make one of those for 8x10 too, I think, I, I could be completely wrong, but that's kind of another thing that holds me back from taking that ultimate leap of 8x10 is just like, I don't have a dark room, and I'm mm-hmm. not in an environment where I can actually like really make it dark, because I used to just do it in the bathroom, but thankfully the bathroom mm-hmm. didn't have any windows or anything like that, so yeah. it was real easy to just you know shove a towel at the bottom of the door to block yeah, the light yeah. out, but right. yeah, tray developing seems kind of scary to me. I don't know why. <laughs> it, it totally was. So I was, yeah. I was like diving into, I was like watching YouTubes. I was like, Ansel mm. Adams book has like some tips on it. So I was like reading that and I was about to go in and I was like trying to remember all of the tips and I downloaded an app that would say <laughs> like, you know, like chime when you had to like agitate or whatever. Oh, cool, cool. Which was awesome. But then I was like, well, how do I start that app? without shining the light with my exposed film. Uh, So I was like, I had it like on a shelf or two below where I was doing it. And I was like, I was also deciding whether to do two sheets or four. And I was like, I'm just going to go for the four and hope (gasps) I don't mess it up. (laughs) But I, so I've like, I was like, I'm just going to put the sheets in the water bath and then I'm going to start the timer that's like down below me and then I'm going to start agitating. So I put them in all at once and right when I went to like try to agitate them, I was like, oh my God, these are hard to like pull apart. And I was like, (gasps) they are literally sticking together. I'm going to peel them apart. And then I I remembered that I was supposed to put them in one by one and I... Mm. I was pretty sure I like messed it up in the first five seconds, but it actually turned out not terrible. So That's it was good. okay. Uh, yeah. Oof. I love that. I love the <laughs> the chaos of this stuff. Like when it, yeah. I remember when I first got into four by five, I was doing, I, I saw one video on YouTube about <laughs> developing without a tank and it was like the taco method. And it was like this guy that had a Patterson tank and kind of folded his four by five sheets and used a, a hair tie. And, mm-hmm. and I did all that. And I just remember thinking like, this is the jankiest setup ever. But mm-hmm. again, it, when it came out, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. Like yeah. the, the detail is worth sweating bullets and yeah and, totally and I, that, I just that's how i did it the first time too the taco method mm-hmm. i mean it's cool it works and i mean i guess if it, if you have like a thinner film it would probably kind of distort the the negative a little bit or bend it or you have a chance of hurting it but i never had any issues with it until i got my grenade tank yeah what but were you I, saying chris i was saying like that's that's how i am i'm like this is right and then and then you're like wait no, it's not right. Yeah, <laughs> like, I already, it's a full panic. I, yeah, full panic. Yeah. Like, no, this is right, right? And then you're like, oh my god, no, it's wrong. They're all stuck yeah. together. <laughs> I was just sitting there in the dark, like, okay, well, do I spend the next thirty minutes in the dark and just hope, or do I just scratch it? <laughs> Oof. 
Yeah. Man. I'm glad they turned out, though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about, I mean, you're obviously a photographer, but like your work specifically. I was like going through your Instagram mm-hmm. and I've kind of like watched the change happen, like the progression <laughs> of of like this. St- you're like all of a sudden I'm like, wow, this work is really stunning all of a sudden. Um, yeah. Has, how's that that been? So it seems like it's a very a very uh, conscious choice choice of obviously sticking to one me I guess f- not not medium but like one tone like you're j- just shooting black and white yeah, the is there any white, plans yeah. for color or not really actually I just love black and white there's something about maybe it's that the, that I'm sentimental or that I feel like emotion in black and white more. Um, but it's funny because I look through the photos that I've been taking too, and I I see that change as well. Mm. And I'm not sure if it's that. I mean, a big part of it was the four by five. Yeah. But a lot of it was one of the portraits I took, which was the one of my mom mm-hmm. when she was doing the annual maintenance on the plane with her dad. She was like, I had been wanting to take photos of her with her plane for a long time, and she was like, Oh, I'm going there to do the maintenance. Like, do you want to come and I was busy and kind of like, oh, maybe not. But I was like, oh, I've been wanting to do it forever. So I should just go. So I took a bunch. I also had a Rolleiflex at the time. So I took a bunch of photos with that, some with my 4x5. And that portrait I took of her was my last sheet of 4x5. Wow. And she was, her dad had left by that point and she was just working on it by herself. And I just thought like, I really want just a portrait with her looking at the camera instead of her doing stuff. Right, right. So I just like set a stool down and I just said, will you just like sit for a portrait? And she sat for it. And when I developed it, I was just like, oh, my God, Mm. I've never I think that was the first portrait I've taken where maybe it's that you can like feel the emotion Mm -hmm. or the significance and somebody just in their element. Mm. And I can like feel so much of her personality in it. But I feel like that started my looking for those types of portraits or that intimacy, maybe. It's so good. It's So good. Thanks. Yeah. My favorite thing is to talk about to talk to people who are like, you know, we talked to Nat soft boy films was like i just shoot color and i'm like okay but are you gonna shoot black and white you know it's like but like that's that's what is your style and i just like Mm -hmm. love i love that because me i'm like i know i like color but i'll try this and i'll try that and i'll dabble in black and white but i just like like that's the look like that's like seamlessly that's your style and i'm so into it yeah thank you (laughs) which i will say i do shoot some color i I'm getting married in a month and it's going to be super small, but thank you. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, well, I was looking through my fiance's like super old photos, you know, the four by sixes and yeah. all the disposable cameras. And I just thought, well, A, the whole printing photos thing, which I totally am into that you should absolutely do it. But there's something about a disposable camera and the moments that it captures that yeah. you normally don't otherwise. Yeah. So, I bought a bunch of those for people to take photos with, and I tested it out, and I was super surprised at how much fun I had with it. Yeah, disposables, I mean, for our generation, it's like, that's what we had for, like, prom and stuff. So it's like, even looking at disposable images has that nostalgia feel for me. And mm-hmm. you're right. It's you don't hold back because you're like, this doesn't. This is like a digital camera. I can just yeah. poop, pop this yeah. off and like, whatever it is, it is. Yeah, it was super fun. So it's just not any of my serious work, but I'm not like anti-color. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I really. I mean, obviously, I love black and white so much. It's it's. I feel like I see. I speak. I think. I breathe in black and white. And 
you know, in the last couple months, well, I think it was like when the pandemic hit, I really hopped on the color train for a little bit Mm -hmm. just for some fresh air. But I think it is super important for people to stick with something like that for a a period of time. Like, you know, yeah, you can veer off and, and mess around with some stuff every once in a while. But I feel like until you get your feet planted in and doing photography and finding a style in a because I mean if you shoot the same format and film and camera all the time you kind of just don't even have to think about it anymore mm-hmm. it just it it takes so much of that pressure of like is this gonna work yeah out of shooting and right I feel like when I was looking at your Instagram there's no like hesitation in your shots like there's no like almost made it shots you know mm-hmm. like they all look like really good solid shot I don't know that the gear and film and all that crap isn't holding you down like and yeah and that. thank you i appreciate that yeah of course so i was gonna ask eight by tens is that where you think you'll stay for a while with the eight by ten since i feel like so the only reason i jumped on this band bandwagon earlier because when you when you guys um interviewed aj oh yeah oh yeah yeah i was like you're killing me because yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've been thinking about eight by ten and i For remember real. i commented on your post and he was like oh like you can message me if you have questions He's so i was asking yeah. him yeah he was super nice and i was like so this is kind of where i'm at and i've been thinking about eight by ten but i don't know if i should yet and he was kind of like you could just keep doing four by five. I think you'd be fine with that for a while. And that was two months ago and I already have an eight by 10. But um, the only reason I pulled the trigger was um, last summer I took, when I had first gotten the four by five, I took, it was my fiance's and I anniversary and I took a portrait of her on the back deck and then she took one of me. And it kind of just so happened that they were almost like identical and mirroring portraits. So I really liked that together as like a diptych and is that yeah. how you pronounce that word? I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've never actually said it out loud. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh man, that would be really cool to almost have that as a series throughout our life. Like these little matching portraits. So when we get married, I've been wanting or I've been thinking about taking portraits in bed like of our wedding morning, like having coffee together. And I was thinking, how cool would that be with an 8 by 10 Yeah. So mm. I just had to jump on it. I, I remember uh, I, t- I called my mom and I was like, should I do it? And she was like, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. That was it. <laughs> I, um, I'm reading Sally Mann's memoir right now. Which and one is that? Sally What's Mann that? is like- Hold still. Hold still. Hold is, still. Okay. Yeah. It came out in 2016, I believe. So it's like all of her career up to that point. And it's like, there's, I mean, I ended up tweeting about this, but she, she tells the story where she set up her eight by 10 in the delivery room and took of a course photo. she yeah. took a photo as she was like pushing the baby out she took it herself <laughs> yes oh my gosh like that's amazing uh, what a badass right like wow like yeah so because because to me it's like i i'm like sometimes I'm like i don't want to bring the camera like i just like i just want to like but no she was like i'm bringing the camera and not only is it like not something small she's like An eight by ten she's you know nine months pregnant literally having contractions and she's like setting up her eight by 10 in the corner of the delivery room and her husband gets oh, there man. and he goes yeah of course yeah <laughs> it's the eight by tens here <laughs> like that's amazing oh that's so cool yeah that's the that's the kind of person i want to be like honestly i feel like yeah. i'm always so addicted to having 
I mean, again, went to the grocery store today and I had three cameras with me. Just I knew I wasn't even going to pull them out. But what if, you know, like <laughs> yeah. what if that moment would happen and I needed, you know, I, I needed to work into- the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Which cameras were they? Uh, it was the M7, the M3 and uh, my SX70. I shoot so much Polaroid right now. Like I've just been on a like a fanatic kick with the Polaroid lately. I remember you guys talking about Polaroid, which I also should say, I was thinking about saying this earlier, but I love your podcast. Oh, I've thank never you. Lis- I've never <laughs> listened to podcasts and your podcast is the first one where I was like, oh my God, this is Aww. super cool. So you guys are like the OGs. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But where I was going with that is you guys talk about Polaroid a lot and I have mm-hmm. never shot Polaroid. Oh, so, man. Still? Uh, yeah, I think still. What is it? What is it that you like about it? Maybe that's hard to say. Oh, me? Yeah. Me? Okay. Yeah, I was like, no, you I, go first. You I go thought first. you were winding up there. I thought you were winding up. <laughs> me, I just, I love, man, there's so many different things. Like, there's different Polaroids for different kind of, I don't know. I, I just always like it as a compliment to, mm. like, I was walking around town Yesterday we went into the into the city. I should say. I mean, it's like the smallest town ever. We went into the city, and um, I was walking around, and like there was a an actual payphone, and it there's a sign on the payphone that says, "Yes, this really works." Like there was a sign that said that. <laughs> oh, cool! And I and it had a pack of Newports in like a Dixie cup and trash shoved all around the bottom of it, and I was like, "Dude, this is such a." like this town picture yeah, yeah like i'm taking the shot and then i thought i was like this is definitely why i brought my polaroid you know i knew i brought it for a reason so i took like three shots with my with my camera and then pulled the polaroid out and it's like i got that instant satisfaction of like you know using a cell phone or a digital camera and it's like an actual shot but also it's like really artistic looking because polaroid film is to die for like for to me i just the colors are amazing the and then you got peel apart so it's like a dinosaur it's like you know we still find remains of it and and love it and like (laughs) use it when we can and sparingly and you know i was talking about that all day today with my stepdad about peel apart film and Mm -hmm. how we just wish it you know somebody would do something to bring it back there's it's i don't know it's just so much fun i don't i feel like everybody and but then my stepdad too like he hates i I wouldn't say he hates it but he just doesn't connect to it so i think it just depends Mm -hmm. on you know what about you chris what do you i for me for me it's like it's it's that it's that that endorphin hit it's like the instant like yeah you know i used to send my film out to a lab and i would wait a week and now i'm at the point in the pandemic where I just I I like want the endorphin hit now (laughs) so I go to a lab that'll do it in an hour and then it's Uh like if I need it faster than that I'll just go for a walk with the Polaroid you know yeah Um, but also to what Timothy said I don't know that I, I would shoot the Polaroid as much or I wouldn't shoot it the same way if it was the old format yeah because it's that was more for like family snapshots and and memories and and if you got a car accident you had that in your car to like Photograph the damage <laughs> back in the day. Isn't that crazy to think about? What do you mean by old format? So Polaroid went away basically in, in yeah. 2008. Eight, yeah. Oh, so you mean original Polaroid? Original, not like, mm-hmm. okay. Gotcha. No, no, no. Yeah, like the what it was back in the day before yeah. all the stuff happened. And now it's what we know it as today where it's like super colorful, super artsy. You mm-hmm. could like frame Polaroid and have it be an artwork versus... 
I mean, I guess you could too, but it just is different yeah. now. I guess. I think yeah. it's yeah. It's it's definitely like more coveted now because it's not. You know, there's not like eight Polaroid plants where they're just pumping out endless amounts of Polaroids again because yeah. it was yeah. basically just a throwaway thing or right. for passports or driver's yeah. licenses, mm-hmm. you know, or like dental work. And it was yeah, just yeah. wild, like how because that's what the technology was then. That's what we had. So that's what we used for those things. And and to yeah. think about like peel apart film, too. I remember when I was a senior in high school, I was a model for the the technology class I was in. And the guy was shooting like a Hasselblad or something. And he had peel apart to test his exposure. It was yeah. all just about exposure. And yeah. and now we use that for art, you know, because right. it's it, it's it's just a I don't, it's such a fascinating story, and and the, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm just obsessed. I did buy that book that's all about like Edwin Land and him like mm. creating Polaroid, and I need to start reading it where it's not ten minutes before bed because it's very yeah. technical. <laughs> it's and very yeah. technical, and there's yeah. so much stuff that happened, and so much stuff that happened when he was like so young, and you're like, cool, like I'm almost forty, and I. <laughs> Like, because you know, yeah. he's like inventing all this stuff at like 21. You're like, yeah. what the heck? Wild. Yeah. Like life changing stuff. I feel like I'm like 60 pages in and I'm like, what? That happened? And then yeah. I realize yeah. I'm only 60 pages yeah. in. And- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even gotten to the, that's one that I pick up and put down. Um, but I haven't even gotten to like the trial, like of Kodak yeah. versus, I'm not even there yet. I'm just on his, be- like, starting up the company. Yeah. They need to make that a movie. Help. That's what they need yes. to do. Yeah, totally. The last thing I'll say on the whole Polaroid thing is that I think any everybody or everybody, I think anyone who is who is serious about photography should at least pick up an SX70, borrow one from a friend or something and shoot a pack or two out of it just to say you did it because when you hold that camera, I feel like it changes for you. You kind of get you get it when you hold that because yeah there's the point and shoots the 600s the 680s the this and the that but Mm -hmm. the sx70 is like i mean it could it looks like it could have even been made yesterday you know like it's still time it's like a timeless camera it it, i don't know it's it's just something something else it's really something to to try at least once someday i'll try it for sure yeah, you should. Be your new addiction. Watch. We called it. I know. It. <laughs> it's it's so bad. Like the gear, the gas gear mm-hmm. acquisition. Every week I'm like, okay, I've got my cameras. I'm set. I was set with that Hasselblad. And then I remember I was texting a friend and I was like, this is awesome. I feel like I've got my cameras and I can stop being on eBay. And literally a week later, it's I'm never so ending. ashamed. It's yeah. never ending. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, and that's just how life is going to be, I guess. I don't I don't see it ever changing unless I get everything that there ever was. But that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Don't let that happen. Yeah, yeah. Then it would be a museum. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. So, Chris, where are, you, where are you at with your large format? So, I actually went out today. Um, I was going to shoot like episode two of my large format journey. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, okay, I'll go to Sammy's and I'll go to, I'll go to Freestyle. And then I'll, because all I need is a loop, a dark cloth, and a sh- sh- shutter release. Mm-hmm. But then I was, I was, as I was filming, I was like, they're not, they're probably only will have the shutter release. They're not going to have the loop or the dark cloth. So I got a shutter release. I'm one step close, like little, little <laughs> teeny, teeny parts, uh, one step close. I feel like if I get a loop, then I'll be good to go. I can just like throw a shirt yeah, over dude, it. I, I use my flannel shirt when I, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. my dark bag. <laughs> yeah. Just button it and put it in there. If you want a dark cloth, I think when I bought my four by five, it 
I bought like a kit on eBay. So some guy was getting mm. out of it and he had like the dark cloth, literally everything, but I never use it. It's, I think it's sewn where there's one side black and there are like weights on the corners oh, and cool. then white on the outside, but I never use it. So if you want it, I always oh, okay. use my jacket there you too. Go. There you go. Hmm. <laughs> we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's it's getting there, and also AJ offered to kind of like show me the ropes, and I feel like if if anybody's gonna like show me the ropes, it needs to be AJ, you know? Yeah. Um, and and Andre um Dominguez also offered to, so I, I feel lucky that I have a lot of people that are like down to get me get me back in the reins, because I you know it's it wouldn't be the first time. It's just almost like twenty years ago since. Yeah. Yeah. So well, if if AJ helps you, you should definitely put that on your. Yeah. Your series. Yeah, that'll be the, the king. The king of large format. I'd be curious <laughs> what he does with different movements and stuff. I feel like I have not really delved into that a lot. I've maybe experimented like once or twice, but I just it was. I remember I took a photo. I think I did a side tilt, or I'm not good with even good with the terminology. But then I would slightly miss focus, and I was. Ugh. Mm. Yeah. See, that's why the the Polaroid, it, it sucks that it's not cheaper because it used to be like a cheaper thing so you could test your focus and your exposure and stuff. And thankfully, Lomography yep. Yep. is I was like, gonna coming say it. out with the, <laughs> um, the Lomo Graphlock. And that's a great way to, I mean, you can get a 20 pack of mm-hmm. Instax film for, you know, 17, 18 bucks or something like that. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply or 16 i forget what it is but then you can really try to you know hone in on using Mm -hmm. movements on your because when i was when they gave that to me to to test out man i was trying all kinds of stuff that i would never try because film is so expensive and true Mm -hmm. especially color film i mean color you get 10 sheets for like 50 bucks or something it's insane that's why when i was looking at that i thought like thank god i don't shoot color because (laughs) yeah for real yeah yeah. What were you saying though, Tim? Oh, I was gonna say, Chris, did you get some film? Do you do you have film? So um Tyler sent me a little box with the yeah, which was so sweet of him. Oh that's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he sent me a bunch of boxes too one time. I just remembered that when you did your video. He sent me like four or five boxes of 4x5, like some Whoa. older weird stuff too. And I'm just like, man, people in the community yeah. are just heroes nonstop. Like there's people... Like you said, you know, I got in a larger dropped off at my house one day. This guy was just like, "Hey, you're into you're the film guy, right?" And I'm like, "I I certainly am. What's yeah. up? What can I do for it?" He's just like, "I got I have a really nice and larger and a timer and a this and trays and wow. and I'm like, and he came by and dropped it off and I was like begging him to take money. I'm like, "Here, dude. I mean, even for the gas of you coming from I, I don't even remember where he came yeah, from. Yeah. I, I feel bad. I hope you're not listening right now, but um <laughs> I just remember I was like, at least take this $20 for gas. Like yeah. I was like trying to shove money. And he's like, no, man. He's like, it, I want to know that this stuff is getting used, you yeah. know? And that's awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I did a film trade with Zach. I think it was Zach Parks recently. Mm -hmm. When I bought my four by five, it came with, I think it was Fuji Velvia or something like that expired, mm. but I just never shoot color. So I traded for, I think, some Arista 400, which I had been curious to try. And then he also had some Kodak panchromatic film like expired in the 50s. So oh, that'll oh, be wow. interesting. I have not touched that yet. Man. So are you exclusively large format now? Do you think? So the only cameras I have are the AE1 program that was yeah, my great grandpa's that. and then a four by five and an eight by 10. Wow. So yeah, I was, I was a little nervous to get rid of all my medium format, but I was kind of just using it as a snapshot. Like if I was mm. going to take a serious yeah. portrait, I do it with four by five. So yeah, that's like when you know, you know, like when mm -hmm. you know this is where the train is headed, you might as well yeah. get on board. <laughs> yeah. Are either of you working on any projects or anything? Um, Right now, like the, my project is like the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to really like be in that space, like as a woman and like have have like, you know, I'm I'm trying to like really put time into it and do it right and like get better at like cinematography part of it and, you know, just step my game up. So I'm really that's like my besides the podcast that's like the, the pro but as far as like photo projects probably just getting into large format that's like where my head's at right now mm. so. such a good good step though yeah You're taking a step in the right direction yeah both Excited. those things man as for me i dude uh like we talked with uh, Jason when he was on the show, it was just like, I have a notebook that is just constantly filled with 8 million ideas. And I think my latest thing has been getting back into music. And I've always wanted to, every time I did some sort of solo music project, I always did the music and then the art for it. Mm -hmm. And I have this, I have this book by Sylvia Platch. Plachy, Plachki, whatever. It was uh, Adrian Brody's mom was like a famous photographer. Adrian Brody oh, was an, an actor. Yeah, I you should know check that. out her work. She she's amazing, and she did she did this book. I think it was like kind of like a retrospect of her older work or something like that. And in the back of the book, there was a seven inch record from uh, Tom Waits, and it's just such an awesome combo. You put the record on. And you flip through the book. It's not like a Tom Waits book by any means. I mean, it goes all the way back to her childhood to yeah. the, but like, I, I want to do a project kind of like that, but like have it all themed. I have this like soundtrack. I'm, I'm one of those types of people that like hears music constantly, like mm -hmm. music's not on or playing or anything like that, but I am, I'm, I'm always listening to something in my mind. I don't, I don't know if I'm just crazy or if 
that's just kind <laughs> of what it what it is. But I kind of want to incorporate this weird transition of of living. You know, I was living in Franklin. Now I'm back in Pennsylvania, and I'm you know, life is just completely different mm-hmm. from a year ago, and I I'm feeling it differently right now mm-hmm. than I ever have, and I feel like kind of when. I, I was watching this thing about how artists are pretty much crazy people. Like we're <laughs> yeah. like when you're when you're like an artist, there's there's this part of yeah. you that like you're never satisfied with your work and you're this and you're that. And if you are satisfied with something, you're still crazy. Like mm-hmm. it's just uh-huh. like I, I I'm trying to to kind of bottleneck all this stuff together into one little thing and hopefully release it by the end of the year. That's and, cool. I didn't know that. You didn't tell me about that. Yeah. Well, it's it's something that's kind of. I've always, I mean, I remember a couple years ago talking to you about YouTube and just being Mm -hmm. like, I wanted to make some music for my own YouTube videos because one, it's really hard to find music that speaks to you. And I feel like when I'm sitting down to edit photos or video, I need like a good soundtrack to that. You need, you need a driving force and music is really good for that when it comes to editing your videos and stuff. And I just feel like, I don't know what I've been doing right now. I mean, I'm again, I'm all over the place. So it's like I'll work on a song and then I'll go take photos for three days and like really work on that and then not even look at those photos. Like I'm banking up for our Patreon developing session that we have coming up. So I have an excuse to develop some film. And it's like, so when I should send me a roll. So I have something (laughs) to develop too. (laughs) I just do it color. And then I just go get it done real quick because I can't wait. Creative people are so amazing, though. I love seeing all the different projects that people do. I feel like photography is the one creative endeavor I have because otherwise I'm terrible at most everything. Oh, dude, same. I mean, that's yeah. that's why I went to photography. I tried. I always, always wanted to be a painter. Like that mm-hmm. was just like my dream to be like a watercolor painter. And it's like I just you see watercolors and they're gorgeous. It's like thin, beautiful colors. Mm-hmm. And it's like I do the watercolor and it just looks like a four-year-old with crayons. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. My secret art would probably... I always wish I was like an, a writer. Anybody that can like... Mm. Same. You know, I, was, I was just telling I this it all. To, to somebody because like for photographers we have to like go by the film we have to get the camera we have to go out and make but like writers can just be like alright I'm going in my room and I'm going to make mm-hmm. some tea or coffee and I'm just going to create this thing like I'm kind of jealous of that what an inexpensive feel. hobby it must exactly. be nice exactly oh, I think well that just made me think like my fiance's hobby is like reading books on her kindle from the library and I'm like oh god yeah. like, my <laughs> hobbies are buying yeah. way too expensive cameras <sighs> it's oh, also it. it's also like for t- somebody asked me like what's your hobby because it's also my job sometimes yeah um and I'm like, I, I, it's photography. It's also my job and it's also my hobby. I mean, because it's just like, you know, the camera collecting, the, the photo book collecting, the, the look at going into like photo shows and like talking to other photographers and this and that. It's like, it's like all consuming sometimes. But I yeah. wish I had like one other thing I did. <laughs> yeah. How do sometimes. you feel having photography be your job as well as your hobby? Do you feel like it takes away from your joy at all or? Um, I know Timothy's kind of spoken about it sometimes and it, 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 it does for him. It really doesn't because for me, that's like the validation of it. I think it might be because I paid for an mm. education for photography. Yeah. So like getting yeah. paid, I'm like, I did what I paying my student loan for every month. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I did it. No, because because to me, like it's the it's just part of it. It's like okay, I'm on set today, and I'm like I'm around all the the you know the the set photography and like you know the directors and the actors and like that's a whole like realm. Or whether it's like I'm on a shoot where I mean I haven't done like red carpet shoot in a long time, but like that was always like an exciting thing. I felt like the cool person with the camera, like. Even at mm-hmm. weddings, I was like, I'm the photographer. Holy crap. Like, people are trusting me to photograph their wedding. That's nuts. I love yeah. it. For me, I feel like it always, I get too caught up in, like, they're hiring me to do something and I need to make sure I provide instead of, like, being creative with it. Mm. But I think maybe I feel like that in general. Even, like, I'm doing a portrait series project of queer people because I am queer. And mm-hmm. every time I go to take a photo, I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, what the heck am I going to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's just how you've, or how I feel in general, going to take portraits. I think the way to do that is like to like get what they want and then do what you want, Mm -hmm. you know? So you're like, I'm going to do- like one for them. Yeah, one for me. Two for them, one for you kind (laughs) of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember I was a regular at Starbucks, I know, boo hiss, Starbucks, but uh, (laughs) it was just on the way to work every day. So I would always pop through and it was always like, hey, how's it going? And they knew that I was into photography because I always had a camera around my neck and, you know, and just told people that were interested about it. And then they were like, well, hey, my sister's graduating. Mm -hmm. Do you do graduation photos? And I'm just like, the nice wholehearted person to me is always like yeah of course you know and they're like well what do you charge and I'm just like well I'm not a professional photographer so you know well 200 bucks or something and I'll (laughs) give you whatever and and then I get myself in these situations where I'm like holy shit like now I'm gonna have to do this and I'm not that guy like I uh, so yeah I I I kind of keep my mouth shut these days. I actually had a high school friend who I hadn't talked to in a long time reach out for me to take large format family portraits mm. of them oh. because her mom like loves analog and she was so excited about the camera and stuff. So that was pretty cool. But still, I think it's intimidating. Well, A, photographing multiple people. Oh, with large format? Oh, yeah. yeah. So we had a lot that turned out really well and she was happy with it but it's just interesting paid work mm-hmm. it so is yeah, different it's a different thing for mm-hmm. sure yeah yeah so are there any plans do you think you'll put like a zine together or like a book i do want to do a book i've been reading i want to do like a big book i've been reading oh. a lot about well actually what started me thinking about it is i found this portrait project by so his name is robert giard and he put out a book called particular voices and it's a portrait project of lgbtq Mm. writers and so he took their portraits over like a long time maybe like a decade or 20 years or something and a lot of people have like their writings with it or things like that And I remember looking through it and this other LGBTQ history book, and it was like seeing this long lost family album of of people who Mm. are like, you share so much with or owe so much to if like Mm. activism and as far as LGBTQ rights. And I just felt like I wanted to contribute or kind of like continue that in a way, which A, are huge shoes to fill and I'm not really banking on that but i'm just trying to move forward and not really worry about it too much i think that's what you have to do you're just gonna Mm -hmm. have to keep it keep it like what you just said like 
don't worry about it. Just do your part. And it's I'm sure it's going to be incredible. Yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out how to I take like I take a lot of photos of people I'm super close to. And I feel like those generally are my favorite. But obviously, Mm. there's a different level of like intimacy with your super close family. So I'm trying to figure out how to bring that to portrait shoots with people that either I know more casually or maybe not at all. Yeah, that goes back to like the the paid work, you know, Mm because I remember when I I was like, okay, I only photograph like my boyfriend or my brother or like people that I know. And I, 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 out of photography, like photography school was the first place where they're like, you have to photograph somebody else, <laughs> like somebody you don't know. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so scared. But you just have to kind of go for it because the only way that gets easier and you get more of like, okay, these are the, these are the, the things that work. These are the things that put people at ease is mm-hmm. like when you're, you're just have done it so much. Yeah. I mean, it's the same way with shooting weddings. I remember I, I was, I wasn't forced, but a friend of mine was like, I shoot, I second shoot for this guy in town. Like, I can't do it this Saturday. Can you cover? And I was like, I can't shoot a wedding. And he's like, no, like, it's fine. It's really low key. And I remember like, okay, well, I'm, I, I'm doing it. And I sat in the parking lot and I was like, okay, well, I step out of this car. I'm a wedding photographer. And I just was <laughs> like, here we go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then that's it. That's it. That was it. And then mm-hmm. you'd go through the day. And yeah, if it, if it, if I'm babbling, I'm sorry, but like, it's just like, there's been so many barriers that once you just go for it, it'll all fall into place and everything will like make sense. I feel like as I get older, it's almost like I'm learning more and more. You're never really prepared for anything. You Mm -hmm. pretty much fake it till you make it. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. For sure. That's basically what I was trying to say. (laughs) Make it till you make it. Yeah. I miss shooting people. Like I... For the longest time, I would just kind of do the rando street stuff and just kind of whatever happens, happens. But the times that I did plan like a little portrait session or something like that, like how fulfilling that is. And Mm -hmm. it's like such a different beast, like Mm because normally I'm waiting for the the moment to happen, you know, or kind of trying to find it. And at this point, you know, when you're working with somebody, I remember getting this studio with this... uh, we rented out a studio for an afternoon with this contortionist out of Nashville. She was in like the Nashville circus. And man, we spent like four hours just like trying all kinds of different things. And it, it, it felt so cool to like direct somebody like it's such a mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. And then when you're working with somebody too, the creativity that happens, you know, like and this was for absolutely nothing. It was just kind of like, I want to shoot that's some cool. photos, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, Sarah, that that's like it's an important project. And I hope you find your feet in that because that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to just get out there and do stuff, you know? Yeah. It's like COVID. It's like, remember doing stuff? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I feel like what I want to do is like spend enough time with somebody where they can kind of like let their guard down Mm -hmm. and not feel like I'm being photographed. I think that's why my photo of my mom was so special was because we were just there and I was kind of observing and just let it happen instead of yeah. being like, okay, let's take your portrait. I guess you could kind of, you could like set it up to where it's like, I'm like, I need this much time. We should hang out, like grab yeah. a beer first. Like, yeah. You know, post COVID. Post- <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I have taken a few portraits <laughs> with people that I've already known, like outside socially distanced with masks. Yeah, yeah. But right now it's not really a time that you'd want to be outside unless you're in L.A. Right. Yeah. It's been a little easier here, I will say, especially mm-hmm. guys in the South are getting clobbered right now. Yikes. 
Yeah, well, I mean, we're supposed to have like nine to twelve inches tomorrow. Now nine to twelve oh, inches yeah. coming tomorrow. Yay! More snow. It's been yeah. a gnarly winter. It has, and it's funny because like my mom and and stepdad, they're just like, dude, last year it probably snowed like once or twice, and mm-hmm. it's just like never ending freezing cold. Yeah, and. And I mean, even today before we hopped on here, it was like, I usually take a walk around 4.30 or 5 for an hour just to, you know, get out of the house and Mm -hmm. to breathe and Mm -hmm. use my brain and stuff. And it was a quick walk today because it was like (laughs) 27 degrees and windy. And I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) I got to get out there. got to get this done. And then came back in and I was just like, wow, I'm glad I went because I almost sat there and was like, oh, it's just too cold. Uh But you know, you start walking for 10 minutes, you you get warm. The only thing that's miserable is your face and yeah. your hands. Yeah. So. Lately here, it's been wind chill of negative 27. Oh, no, thank I, you. I remember like oh. being on the East Coast and like my, my fiance is from California. He, he he did spend college in Boston, so he knows cold and been around snow. But like when your face goes numb and you're like, mm-hmm. when you're looking at somebody, I'm like, your face is numb because you can't really move it. It's like so weird yeah. to look at somebody with their face uh-huh. is numb. <laughs> or your <laughs> anyway. nostrils start freezing. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Love I don't winter. miss it. I don't miss Love it. it. I don't miss it. <sighs> I'm running out of angles of my apartment to take photos. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know all about that. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. We'll be right back with a listener question for Sarah right after this message from our sponsor. Support for Analog Talk comes from Polaroid. Use the promo code ANALOGTALK10 on your first purchase on film at Polaroid.com. Just wanted to pop in here quick and let you guys know about our developing night. Now it is a Patreon-only exclusive. You get to develop some film with us. We hang out. We chat. We've done a handful of them already. It's a ton of fun. It's a great way to help support the show. Just wanted to hop in here and let you guys know that that is available, and we'd love to have you join us. It's so much fun. All right, guys, this is a part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from our former guest, Han Fawn, and she wanted to know, what are some mistakes you've made when you first started shooting large format? Hmm. I like this. Chris, mm-hmm. you need to hear this, too. Yeah, I was like, let me get my pen and paper out. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. Oh, hmm. I think a big one is that... When I'm like setting up my four by five, certainly when I first started, and I've done it occasionally more recently, where you're locking everything down and I leave the front standard so that I can move it and make my big adjustments. Mm-hmm. And then once I pretty much get it in focus and do my fine tune, sometimes I've forgotten to lock down the front standard uh. on the track. So then I go Ooh. to take the photo and then I re- or I see it move as I touch it. And I'm, oh, that's the worst. So then, okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the biggest ones, either that or one time I think I was in Door County. I was trying to take a portrait by of my brother and his fiance by the lake. And I was trying to put the dark slide back in and I must have loaded the film wrong. So I couldn't get it to oh, go back in. Yeah. I've had that happen. Yeah, it was the only time I've had that happen to me, but it was still a bummer. I feel like those are the big ones, other than my recent 8x10 where I put (laughs) four sheets into the water at once. Dude, I've done that. I've done that countless times with the like left the bottom of the tripod kind of loose and putting the, especially with that graph lock back the Lomo instant mm-hmm. back sliding it down into the thing after spending all that time getting your focus and uh-huh. moves and stuff and you go to put the thing in the whole camera just like turns to the side and it's like no uh-uh, uh. no yeah but yeah 
Just make sure you lock your, your tripod and your movements and stuff. I was actually, one of the first photos I took with my 8x10, I was trying to take a photo of my best friend and she's like in our bubble. She watches our dogs play together. And mm-hmm. so we were in her living room because she's also queer. So I wanted it for the LGBTQ like oh, poetry yeah. series. Yeah. And I, she loves her living room. She's got so many frames with like letters from her friends from her wedding and so I was trying to take a portrait. So we had the dogs like blocked off and all of a sudden they both came barreling in and I had just gotten the focus set <laughs> and I literally was trying to block them with both arms off the ottoman like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I see. I see that happening to you, Chris, with your yeah, pups. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. <laughs> like slow motion happening. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. Well, this might be an easier batch of questions for you since you're not an insane camera hoarder like most of us. That, <laughs> yeah. But uh, this is the two part question. And the first part of the question is the desert island camera. Is there a camera that, you know, you just can't live without that it's your, it's your ride or die? It'd be my four by five for sure. I have a mm. four. Uh, Wista 45DX, I think it is. Ooh, nice. So I really like it. And just because I, I'm not familiar enough with my 8x10, I'd probably mm-hmm. choose that. So easy mm. choice for me. Yeah, good good answer, yeah. though. Yeah. And part two of said question is the white whale. Is there is there anything out there that you've always wanted to you know shoot, get your hands on, that you just haven't had a chance to? That, I feel like, is harder. Mm. I would maybe say a really nice 8x10, like a Chamonix or something, but I'm also yeah. tempted to say... When I was thinking about the Hasselblad, I was also considering the Roloflex SL66 because it's got like, does it have the tilt, I think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's a different one. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was super cool. But I, the more I read, the more finicky they seemed. And I'm not super great with finicky. I know enough to be dangerous <laughs> and I'm not yeah. super yeah. technical. So maybe one yeah. of those. Do I have to pick one though? Probably that's kind of the name of the game. For white whales, it's like mine changes every week. So mm-hmm. yeah, right now I'll just stick with the eight by ten though. I can I can get behind that. Yeah, the Chamonix. That's what AJ has. I've seen it up close. It's a beautiful camera, like a work of art. What I'm wondering, obviously, I've only played with my eight by ten like twice, but I wonder if I think the VDS. I'm not sure if they're handmade, but I'm just not sure if they feel maybe less stable because it's an eight by 10 or bigger and it's bigger mm. or if it's just because it's handmade. So I feel like I'm still figuring that out. Yeah. I really want a, like a, I have a, a Toyo. It's a Toyo field camera. It's, it's pretty boxy and, and pretty rugged, you know, it's a, for a field camera. Normally when you think of field cameras, you think of like brittle wood mm-hmm. and, and stuff, but, but like, I really, I really want a nice wooden four by five or eight by 10 Mm-hmm. haven't found you know i feel like those cameras for for me like the the special cameras like the four by five and the the weird stuff kind of just finds me i never go looking for it that's how it's always been with that stuff mm-hmm. like that four by five just kind of found me one day and i was like oh hey how's it going <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like you yeah well that's yeah. what that's what's so cool hearing about people who like give you stuff or not even give you stuff but just people to nerd out over i've only met Mm -hmm. a few other film people 
through the grapevine and I've never really hung out with other film nerds in person. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't wait for that. I mean, I cannot wait for us to like, we're doing like a world tour, Chris. I know. We are going, I want to do meetups in every damn location. Oh my God. That would be out of control in a good way. (laughs) The next film Padilla is going to be my vacation. I know. Dude. Yeah. Same. Oh, I, we were talking about that. Uh, Phil has no idea what he's uh, getting himself oh, into. No. And I'm like, you're going to have to make it three weekends, I think. Yeah, it's going to be like Lollapalooza or something. Lollapalooza, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this has been fantastic. Thank you for joining us. I can't wait to see where your work continues to grow because it really I'm... is like, it's fantastic. Thank you. I'm super honored that you asked me to come on because I feel like I'm early in my journey. So I really appreciate that. That's really cool of you. Yeah, we. we I mean, we love to talk to everybody. People. Everybody. Who've just yeah. starting out, or just people who've been like careers that have surpassed ours. So we just love. We just love it all. So that's why you guys are the best. <laughs> Where can everybody check you out? Do you have a website? Is Instagram the place? What do you got? That's an excellent question. So um, (laughs) I did make a website. My name is also about to change. So right now my Instagram is Mm sarah.epstein2. I made my website in advance. So my my new name will be Sarah Stellino. So my website is sarahstellinophoto.com. Um, and I'll probably change my Instagram handle to that too. So cool. Awesome. Yeah. Timothy, where are you? Guys, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Timothy Makeups. I also make some film photography related YouTube videos. Easiest way to find that. You go to the search bar, you type in Timothy Makeups. That's going to be it for me. Chris, where are you? Uh, so I am Crispy Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, I also make film photography related things. Uh, we are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram, and we have a Facebook page and a group you can. Can join and share stuff there so that's it for us yeah yay sarah thank you thank you thank you this thank was so you. fun it was so much fun i love nerding out it's so fun yes i know yes, yes, yes. The best? keeps us going sometimes yeah, yeah totally awesome all right guys we'll see you in the next one bye, bye. bye. First off, Chris and I wanted to thank Sarah for coming on the show. If you're not already following Sarah on Instagram, head over there and give her a follow. Her work is incredible. She's doing great stuff. And Sarah, thanks so much for taking the time to hang out with us, nerd out about film photography. It was it was great getting to hear your story and just to hang out. It was such a good time. We really appreciate it. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk for even a buck. You can get the show two days early. We're also doing develop nights after shows exclusive content and it is the number one and best way to help support the show and for all the patrons already that support the show guys we don't know what we would do without you you guys are the best you're the best 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 so again head over to patreon.com slash analog talk and that's going to be it for this week's episode again thank you sarah for coming on the show and hanging out with us and until next week we will see you soon later guys What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? 
Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.